Hey everyone, my name's Josh. And my name's Will. And you're listening to The Standpoint Podcast. The show where we voice our standpoint. On everything health, fitness and lifestyle. We hope you enjoy the show. Alright, alright, alright. So, first uh, episode with a guest. Yeah, we've got the big man in today, Big Will. Will Turney. G'day guys. Mate. Yeah, no, no, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for jumping on. So, uh, maybe before we jump into the episode and that, obviously I think a good amount of our listeners will know who you are, mm-hmm. but um, there's probably a few now who, who maybe don't know you. Um, mm. Obviously. We've got quite a large audience. <laughs> yeah, watch out. If you don't know Will, you should. Um, <laughs> but uh, nah, so maybe let's just give a brief intro of, you know, who you are. Uh, I don't want your whole life story, but. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll just give you the snippets. Let's see, all the good stuff. The highlights. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was actually a trainer here, right? Like um, about a year and a half ago. Um, I was working as a personal trainer and I was here for about a year. So that's why um, Josh was saying that some people would, would recognize me or, or at least know um, who I am based on that time. Recognize that voice. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, so at the moment though, I'm studying my master's in psychology. I'm doing sport and exercise psychology. And that's actually at the University of Queensland. Um, but I'm, I'm in SA at the moment, so I'm based here, which is awesome. Mm. Due to COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So due to COVID, yeah. yeah. So you were... When you were working with us, you were already a qualified psych, but the reason you left us was because you had to go to Queensland to do your master's in sports psychology. Yeah, so I wasn't quite a psychologist. So I did yeah. undergrad degree, honours degree in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And then in order to become a psychologist, um, you need to do your master's or yeah. you do an alternative pathway. So at the moment, I'm provisionally registered as mm-hmm. a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm finished this year of my master's, which is the second year, so all done after this year then I'll be generally registered yeah. and then you follow the path of um, endorsement to become endorsed to call yourself a sports psychologist yeah. in my case yeah so that's the path that you wanted to go down sports psychology in particular correct yeah, yeah. yeah and why it. is that yeah well I guess like my fascination with um, psychology kind of came as I was leaving school and that's why I went straight into um, psych and then as that progressed I was like not really sure where to take it mm. in uni because I was um, not as interested in, in the like kind of traditional areas of psych, which is like clinical yeah. psychology, which is, you know, very um, therapy orientated. So working with people who have mental health conditions or concerns. Um, and I was more interested in like the performance side of things or how do you, you know, enhance people's well-being and make it better than it already is. Yeah. And when you're working in a clinical population, it's more about how do we get people that are kind of really struggling up to a normal level of functioning, whereas I wanted to work from that normal level of functioning as the baseline and then work up from there. Yep, yep. And obviously, uh, outside of uni as well, you're, you're into your health and fitness as it is. And at the end of psychology or towards the end of your psych degree, you did your PT course. And mm. so you're, you're obviously very into the health and fitness side of things, um, you know, and then you sort of just wanted to mesh the two together yeah, to a yeah. degree. Yeah, that's probably the perfect way to explain it, right? yeah. meshing them together. And, uh, you know, obviously we've chatted off air as well, but your obviously long-term plan is to still stay in that health and fitness field as well, but obviously incorporating all of your, you know, sports psych into mm. that as well. And obviously you're very health conscious and mm. uh, you love fitness, you know, you love the gym mm-hmm. uh, environment. Mm. So obviously keen to continue that moving forward into your career. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, hey, because so the the course is sport and exercise, right? Yeah. And most people just think about the sports side of things. Mm. Um, my own experience is that I'm more interested in exercise yep. um, and 
that's probably where I would be moving towards. But, you know, performance is, is different, I guess, from um, just, you know, a general goal of being fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of two different things. And obviously you guys have experience with um, types of activity that are performance orientated, whereas, you know, I'll, probably a lot of people that, that attend this gym there's people that have different goals. Some of them are performance-based. Some yep. of them are just general, you know, health and, fi- and and wanting to be fit and healthy. Yeah, it is. It's almost it's like such a broad field, and you know, even like you just said, sport, um, sport and exercise. Mm. Like that's they're almost two separate categories in of themselves. So, yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're always, yeah, and it's a massive growing industry as well. Mm. Um, I think you're like good though. How you're in the exercise scheme of things because it's. Not all sport can relate. Not all sport relates back to exercise, but all exercise mm. can relate to sports. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like yeah. you've always kind of got your foot in the water on some sort of you know sports, whether yeah. that be you know like basketball or whatever. And yeah. I think from when we chatted off air as well, um, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast and whatnot as well, but how you were saying, um, it's good coming from an exercise background and perspective moving into that career. Mm-hmm. rather than maybe being a single sport orientation or, you know, just having that sport focus because, mm. um, yeah, it just, I think it just does broaden, well, it, it opens up more doors and mm. um, the ability to work with more people and whatnot and just gives you a little bit more of a perspective, mm. um, which is interesting. But anyway, as we sort of touched on that, I guess obviously the listeners now know, you know, what you do mm-hmm. um, or, you know, what you're planning to do Working with the future in that. But um hence why I wanted to get you on the podcast and talk about sports psychology and, mm-hmm. you know, um, psychology and exercise and all of that because it is a really interesting field and I think a lot of people, you know, especially at the gym and whatnot, mm. um, could benefit from that. So, um, yeah. yeah, for sure. I know you obviously had a couple of notes. I know we wanted to talk about different, a few different things, mm-hmm. but um, see, I don't know what, what you wanted to touch on first, but... Yeah, uh, sure. Well, I mean, maybe it's a good point to touch on that. It was only until like the 80s that exercise was considered as a way to improve people's mental health. Yeah. Just love that fact right there has just blown us out of the water. <laughs> like we've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's really interesting that it like it came to the attention of like researchers around that time of like, oh, okay, so um, exercise maybe could be something that could be used, you know, alongside treatment um, for uh, you know, obviously, physical health was was earlier than than it, than the consideration for people's mental health. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. even mental health itself is, you know, young in a sense. Yeah. Like obviously, the sure. the amount of research done around it now lately, like, is it's booming. Mm. It's ma- It's a really massive talking point. But then when you throw exercise into that mix as well, mm. it's a very very early field. And, and I'm sure sports psychology and exercise mm. itself is probably a pretty early field as well yeah yeah um and then when you start to relate it back to general pop again it's mm. there's probably not as much research like you said yeah. you know in the last maybe there is now in the last couple of years but you know mm. going back 20 years it, it's a very very young field yeah and i think one of the things is like that's important to consider is how you define mental health because mm. i think oftentimes we we think of it as depression or anxiety but actually like the idea of mental health is meant to be about wellness not not illness so like mental health by its definition is when you're in a kind of state of um, well-being where you're able to cope with the stress of daily life um, you're able to develop relationships and maintain those relationships 
you're able to be productive and creative and, and kind of work towards goals that you have. Like that is the essence of, you know, being or, or being um, healthy in terms of your mental health. Yeah, yeah. It's and almost like we've yeah. taken like the pessimistic yeah, standpoint absolutely. of it all. You know, like it's very, yeah. very different now. Like, yeah, it's just very pessimistic compared to the the way that you're describing it. Well, which I guess is you never yeah, optimistic. You don't really you know? talk about mental health in a in a positive frame mm. to a degree. Like, whenever I guess I hear it come up, yeah, yeah, instantly you have those negative connotations mm. associated with it. Um, so it is definitely an interesting point that you make for mm. sure. Yeah, and like you know, mental health can also be defined as um, um, well-being, subjective well-being, happiness. Like yeah. I think when people f- use those words, they're referring to your mental health. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, when we talk about mental health concerns or specific conditions, that's when we're talking about things like anxiety, stress, yeah. depression, and then more severe forms of mental health concerns yeah. like, you know... Um, even personality disorders or, or mood disorders like bipolar, mm. things like that. So th- it's like a spectrum. And yeah. you can think about things that you do in your life as either contributing to your mental health in a positive way, mm. like an upward spiral, or it can lead to a downward spiral. And you know, sometimes that is choices that, that people engage in or things that they engage in that can impact their, their mental health in a positive or a negative way. Um, but it's, yeah, it's this like kind of spectrum yeah it's a good way to put Mm. it definitely and i think it's a a different way to think about it like we just touched on is probably not the way most people think about it but i guess touching on that and you sort of mentioned it before let's talk about and you're talking about the ways you can positively impact that and negatively impact that let's Mm. let's talk about exercise and um the the sort of impact that that can have on your mental health whether whether it be good or bad um obviously Mm -hmm. we are in a gym setting and um you know before maybe we get into more sport or higher end performance related topics let's let's talk about how you know exercise for the gen pop and whatnot how that can be such a good thing for our mental health and yeah. um, why it is such an important factor yeah yeah you make a good point i think you know understanding what are the benefits of exercise and and physical activity in terms of our mental health but then also why and yeah understanding the mechanisms behind it like what's actually going on because like some of the most you know um research benefits so far is in the realm of um, depression mm-hmm. so when we're talking about mel- mental health concerns like exercise can alleviate or reduce mild or moderate symptoms of depression yeah um, and obviously there's difference between having you know symptoms of depression or anxiety which we all experience um, in the week or yeah, you day, know, day depending life. on what's going on right um, but then when you're talking about someone who actually has depression that's been diagnosed maybe it's a bit more severe exercise seems to based on the research um, contribute to reductions in the symptoms or the severity when it's done adjacent to um, you know proper treatment like Mm -hmm. professional treatment Uh, so in terms of yeah like feeling you know down feeling low exercise is going to boost boost that yeah boost those feelings or reduce those feelings Um, same with like you know feeling stressed i think it's probably one of the main things that Mm. has also been you know looked at in terms of the research yeah massive Mm. And we get that a lot here at the gym as well. You know, it's like 90% of people, well, you know, it's a bit high, but, you know, a majority of the people yeah. coming in just talk about... People just coming in, they're all stressed out. Well, yeah. that's the thing. They talk about how much of a stress relief it is. And sure. um, I often say to a lot of people when I describe this place and I describe people coming in for a workout, um, you know, we've all got a sort of goal that we're sort of trained towards, mm-hmm. most of us anyway. But nine times out of 10, we're actually more so coming in for 
um, the other benefits of, you know, just for that stress relief and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then the added benefit is that it is just sort of working towards our goal. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, it's just, it's such a massive impact in more mm. ways than just one. Yeah. Um, which we sort of look at it like. Yeah. What are your observations about um, before and after a workout? Like, yeah, have well, you noticed that? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the, it's one of the, uh, one of the notes I sort of made here is mm. it's, uh, and that's the thing after having a long day and, and I couldn't, you know, having a long busy day or being quite stressed or something mm -hmm. that can make it very difficult to want to work out or to want to get into mm. exercise. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you do, you feel 10 times better afterwards. Mm. And I think that's why it would be so difficult because I can't imagine, I can't say I've ever had severe uh, symptoms of depression or anything mm -hmm. like that but being in that scenario and then trying to motivate myself to work out mm. when you know I you could be uh, you could have severe you know depression symptoms mm. and I could be like look Will just let's go for a workout yeah, mate you're going to feel yeah. so much better yeah yeah that's so much easier to say than it is probably do for that individual yeah but I 100% agree that um, when people do come in or they've had a really bad day or um, anything like that and they just start sweating, start moving, they are 10 times better mood yeah. than when they got there, yeah. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, another thing that can be a huge benefit from exercise is just the sense of like confidence that you can get from it and, you know, improve self-confidence leads to improvements in self-esteem. Yep. So you're feeling better about yourself. And again, like as we're talking about the benefits, you can kind of see how this upward spiral starts to mm. move and that momentum that you gain from engaging in daily habits that are yep. going to positively contribute to your mental health, you know, get you to a point where you don't need to um, motivate yourself to go train because it's part of your, your daily routine. Mm. It's something that you don't even get to the point where you don't even have to really think about it. It's automatic in a yeah, sense. It's, it's what we were kind of touching on last week almost was I was saying to Josh, cause he was talking about, you know, new year's resolutions and whatnot. And I brought up the whole fact that like, once you hit a goal, so you say mm. like you get into a shape, you know, like physical shape, which is mm -hmm. where like you're happy with how you're looking. I was saying, once you kind of hit that goal, like you were saying, you, you just kind of carry that momentum. Like it's not like yeah. you have to strive for something more. Mm. Once you kind of, if you're just looking good, like no one's really going to tell the difference between you at 8% body fat and 12% body mm. fat. So it's like, if you can just kind of hum around those areas and mm. just kind of, you know, stay through, through that. And it's like, well, you've got those, you know, daily habits in place. Mm. So matter, you know, if you've got a few things that come into your day and they, they impact your, your spiral negatively, mm. you know, you've still got something charging that, that positivity through. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's um it's it's also just an interesting way to talk about it and it's just a whole another perspective um because you know when we think about exercise uh from a very basic level or you know why we go to the gym and whatnot blah 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 mm -hmm. you know it's just generally it's for basic reasons it's mm. you know oh i just want to lose a little bit of weight um i'm trying to look better i'm doing it for my more physical health yeah um we don't often look at it from this perspective of a mm. mental health um, side of things, which mm. I think is really important. And I don't think people, well, I think some, it's starting to become more knowledgeable, but it is very uh, new for a lot of people to hear about the, the benefits that this sort of stuff can have for so many more aspects of your life. Mm. Um, everyone looks at exercise as just such a physical thing, but yeah. there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even, when working with people who may be, you know, experiencing some depression, one of the key features of that is like a reduction in um, activities that give that sense of enjoyment or, 
you know, not doing activities that you used to do um, and, and, you know, maybe just doing less in general. And mm-hmm. one of the ways to, like, as a, as a, you know, as a psych, one of the ways that you work with someone to reduce those symptoms of depression is to get them doing more. Yeah. Um, and, and oftentimes that comes down to things that are involve physical activity or mm-hmm. engagement in exercise. Because when we're stressed and when we're dealing with a lot of stuff outside of the gym that we're all dealing with, um, that can very quickly overwhelm us. And then, you know, exercise or our physical activity can be the last, or like the first thing that goes and the last yeah. thing that you think about. Yep. But then if that accumulates over a longer period of time, um, oftentimes you're not doing the things that will help you and you're not taking care of yourself. And like you said, that's yeah. when you start to contribute to that negative yeah. loop or that negative yeah. spiral. Um, yeah. You know, you start taking away from the things you're doing to have that positive impact and you're replacing them with those negative things. And, and you know, you, obviously you're not doing that. Um, mm. It's not a choice you're necessarily making. It sort of just happens. Yeah, but sometimes. if you don't have the knowledge there to a degree, mm-hmm. um, but that's why it is important to sort of have a conversation like this and, and to sort of get that knowledge out yeah. there as well. It's almost like a double whammy though if you're not training. Mm -hmm. Say you were training and then you get into a a state where you don't feel like you want to train at the moment Mm. and then you're trying to come back, which is already hard. But then for people that come back to the gym, you know, I don't reckon the first session is the hardest because normally you feel pretty good. Mm. Um, Generally, like, you know, your muscles are all fresh because you haven't used them in a while. Mm -hmm. It's like the two to three days after when Mm. you start to get like doms and you start to get really sore and you can't Mm. walk properly. You know, Mm. I think that's like... Mm. that's when it really starts to mm. add up. It's like, why, the, why did I go back to the gym? Mm. Like, you know, this yeah. has just made me worse off. Yeah. Well, that brings up another sort of good point as well. Um, like we are just saying is, we'll just mention then, you know, when you aren't as motivated or you, or you start to, I guess, those negative things start to happen. And what are some, some things or that we can work on or that mm. we can do that, you know, make it easier for us to get back into exercise or, you know, mm. cause it, it's so easy to say. Mm. Uh, and you know, right now, if you say, you know, Josh, you do a workout tonight, you're going to feel so much better. <laughs> I can say that now, but when it comes to like five o'clock and I'm going to do my workout, mm. I'm tired, I'm stressed, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. So mm. in your opinion, um, what are, what are some, you know, things people can work on to make it easier yeah. to a degree? Yeah. It's a really good question. Maybe one of the first things that comes to mind is like people put a lot of pressure on themselves to have to do this. I, I must do this. I, I must get to the gym five times in the week. And yep. There's these kind of like expectations mm. that get built up. Um, and then what can happen is that there's like not much flexibility with those. So like when, you know, when like, I mean, there's a whole realm of different people that go to the gym. I'm thinking about maybe like a, a, a mum yep. who has responsibilities at home and maybe she's set an expectation for herself. I must get to the gym five times in the week. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you know, that doesn't happen, um, there's this kind of like beating yourself up and oh, I can't believe I didn't do that. So one of the things I would say is like to, you know, set realistic expectations and be flexible when things are a little bit tougher outside of the gym because we all have lives outside of the gym and the gym is not the be all and end all. Or if you don't go to the gym, you know, um, exercising out um, outdoors. Yeah. Um, so th- I would say that being flexible with ourselves and kind of recognising when there's a lot of stress from other things in our lives and then mm. it's okay to like pull back and yep. it's okay to miss a sh- a, like a session. Like that's one thing that I've... Um, struggled with right? Hard, like, as you get into the gym as a yep. young dude like 
you're really like, oh yeah, I've got to go to the gym, got to go to the gym, like as much as you can. Yeah. Over the years, I've realized that missing a session here or there because I'm stressed or I'm tired, yeah. it's not not the end of the world. Well, I think that's why, like you know, this podcast is good in a sense as well because you start to hear people like ourselves talk about that where we've all been through that. Mm. And, you know, we've probably got a, a large audience of listeners newer to the gym or, you know, um, going through similar things that we've been through. And it's just a good way for mm. us to express that as well because it's probably something all three of us have sort of struggled with in the past as well is mm. is the, having those high expectations on ourselves and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, over the years, you know, we start to learn that, you know, we mm. don't need to be putting that much pressure on ourselves and it's okay to miss a day here and there. Mm. And, you know, that it's, yeah, it's yeah. just a, a good conversation to have, I think. Yeah. I think people can take a lot away from that. Yeah. And the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, when we talk about like positive and negative, like oftentimes we'll put that judgment of like, oh, my mental health is really negative at the moment or I'm being really negative. A way that I like to think about things is how are you helping yourself or how are you not helping yourself? So it's like, is what I'm doing helpful or is it unhelpful? Or, um, you know, the the choices that I'm making, is it helping me get towards what I want or is Mm. it, you know, leading me away from what I want? That's yep. one of the things I like to just frame in my own mind rather than, you know, because instantly as soon as you say like, oh, that was really bad of what I did or that was really negative, then yep. you've got this judgment on yourself yep. and that can add to the pressure that you're experiencing. It's yeah, almost definitely. like a negative loop. Yeah. Like you've already definitely. done one thing wrong and then you're telling yourself that you've done, well, assumedly that you've done something wrong. Mm. Say not going to the gym may not be the wrong thing to do. Like, you know, if you're had a real rough day, say you've had eight meetings and whatnot, like you're just burnt out. Like it could be more beneficial to stay home and rest yeah. rather than for people that, you know, they then don't go to the gym and they're like, oh, like I didn't go to the gym, mm. just kind of negatively gears, you know, mm. just put more pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Another big one before as well, you mentioned it earlier, but was like obviously um, not just exercise, but obviously just engaging in something that you enjoy doing too yeah. and how that's so important mm. um and i think obviously with you know the, the way things are marketed these days and everything as well there's a lot of notion that you know you need to be doing certain things to mm. get certain results like you must be doing this sort form of exercise to look like this certain mm. way or something which is um true to know, a degree to a certain degree but mm. it is far from the point and it's like you can go to sort of any gym mm-hmm. and achieve similar results in a sense mm. um so I think that's probably a really important point as well is sort of finding a form of exercise that you really do enjoy. Mm. Um, whereas if it becomes, if you don't enjoy it as much, it becomes more of a... Um, chore. More of a chore. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it feels like you have to be doing it rather than you want to be doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's one of the things Will and I touch on a lot with 3PC is, you know, with the classes and everything like that, mm-hmm. we try and design everything from a perspective of, uh, enjoyment yep. first and then results sort of second yep. and uh, like you mentioned earlier it's like how are people leaving the session and that we sort of try and think of it at that point of view where people come in if they've had a long day or maybe they aren't in the best mood as long as they're leaving with happy and with a smile gotcha. then you know that they're going to come back mm. the results will still happen over time you know as long as you're doing some form of exercise with some structure mm. but it's not going to happen if you're not enjoying it, you know, to a degree and you, you, mm. you that way you're just not going to come, you're not going to commit and all that sort of it's stuff. more of like a longevity standpoint on it all. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, looking out the window right now that we've got in the gym, like station number three today, we've got a kettlebell row, box jumps and push-ups. And it's like, if 
you know, Sandy comes in and she doesn't want to do box jumps, like let her do step ups, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. if, if Craig doesn't want to do box jumps, let him do tricep dips. It's kind of like, mm. it's not the end of the world if someone does or changes an exercise or two, you yeah. know, like I think it's like Josh was touching on, like get more enjoyment out of something else. Yeah. If you're like enjoying, enjoying it, like you're going to end yeah. up getting the results anyway, yeah. you know, which is interesting because you made a point at the start of the podcast, um, Josh, that oftentimes we don't think about exercising for our mental health but mm. the very essence of what you just said is mm. exercising for your mental health in those days where maybe striving to progress your deadlift your squat you just yeah. don't have it in here today it's like yeah. all right i'm just going to the gym to move i'm going to go like um just move my body yeah. energize myself and then i'm done for the day and then that i can go home and yeah. relax well i think it's like and it's probably come from years of learning this too like from will and i's um experience and whatnot too but uh, I guess when you think about it, and like I touched on before, exercise, people think of it, all the physical benefits in a sense. Mm. Um, and, you know, so when they're signing up for a, to a gym or whatever, they, they want to experience those physical benefits mm. because they think that'll make them happier yeah, in a sense. But point. what they actually don't realize is, and what I think 90% of the members at our gym and that started to realize is that what they enjoy more, even though they love seeing physical results and that they are enjoying all the mental benefits that they're getting from just coming mm-hmm. to a place that they enjoy training, seeing people that they've made new connections with, made new friendships with, yeah. um, having conversations with people. So that's where they're probably getting all of the benefits, which, you know, if you ask them before you signed up as a member, they're like, Oh, Hey, like, um, uh, what do you want to achieve? It's like, Oh, I just want to make some new friends and I want to come to a place that makes yeah, me happy every day. Mm-hmm. They probably don't say that. No, they're probably going to be interesting. Like a like, like good perspective to go on it because it's like, you're not doing it for the, you know, end result of like no. looking good. It's mm-hmm. like, you're striving to kind of just go through the process of, of yeah. making it fun. And it's mm-hmm. like winning the lotto. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people say, if I won the lotto, I'd be really happy. Yeah. And then it's like 85% of people or something. Like, mm-hmm. I think they win the lotto and then within five years, they're unhappy again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like that whole process. Well, it is. It's like you, know, like you just said, it's it's trying to make the, the process enjoyable. Yeah. Um, because I 100% guarantee you, we could create a gym or a gym setting right now where the training could be 10 times different and it could be probably a lot better in terms of structured programming and whatnot. And I could make we could make people see results probably a lot quicker and we could make the, you know a lot stricter mm-hmm. and stuff like that is it going to be as enjoyable as what it is now and whatnot mm-hmm. definitely not yeah um so there is that that price to pay it's like how important mm-hmm. those results are because if if we're going to have you know let's say you know there's no such thing as the best training plan ever but if that's sort of what we implemented mm-hmm. would we have the best um retention rate ever mm-hmm. no yeah. Would people enjoy the style of training as much? No. So mm-hmm. you you do start to learn that process. And like Will said, it's, it's literally a process of enjoying the journey mm-hmm. to, to get to the end goal. Yeah, um, and I for think sure. That's a bit of a tangent from what we were talking yeah, about. Well, I it, guess, it does yeah. tie in. Yeah, like to kind of summarize those main points, right? We talked about exercise reducing like, you know, symptoms of depression, that we all experience. And just because I say, you know, symptoms of depression doesn't mean that we we have depression, no, no. Um, but also like stress reduction. Um, and that can just be, you know, common stress that we experience in the day, but also um, it can be like experiences of anxiety as well. So it can help to manage that. And this, we're talking about prolonged exercise, but, you know, obviously doing a 30 minute bout of some aerobic activity is going to lead to these benefits. Mm. And the, the more you, you know, accumulate your activity over the week and the months, uh, those benefits will sustain. Yeah. And we also talked about 
that sense of com- uh, confidence that you get and that contributes then to your self-esteem and, and kind of bolstering that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, the other point you touched on, Josh, was um, talking about why, like, or, or more so like how, how do these benefits kind of um, come about? And I think, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Like in terms of if you had to think about what was contributing to those benefits that we just discussed, what yep. do you think that those would be? have to be like I feel number one would be for us like the social aspect though more so than anything like more so even than the exercise I mean Mm -hmm. like the exercise is great but then I suppose it's kind of like a magical concoction of of Mm. two positive you know things that you're doing to your body like a you're being an extrovert and you're getting out and you're seeing people Mm -hmm. which is what humans are are made to do and then um the second one is we're also getting the endorphin hit of like exercise and Mm. getting a sweat on yeah so I think they're probably the the big two mm-hmm. to um like yeah. that you really want to focus on with with exercise and yeah 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 i yeah i would say that's that is like really really good point because mm. it does come from like to give you a big word like biopsychosocial so it's like so, yeah i know that yeah <laughs> like to spell it for me yeah, yeah i actually couldn't <laughs> even if i tried to be honest but um if you think about all right so there's obviously those like biophysical changes that are happening from like a 30 minute bout of of Mm -hmm. exercise Mm -hmm. and primarily those would be changes in like neurotransmitters in the brain so things like dopamine that are responsible for mood and and that regulate mood they get bolstered after you engage in activity so you've instantly got those feelings of like yeah you get that that dopamine hit that 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 exercise high i guess people call it yeah especially when you're doing aerobic type exercise where you know you've got your sweat on you're huffing and you're puffing and um, and that is, that is why you go, you know, you go for a quick run or you do a yeah. quick hit session. You just, you feel as hard as it is sometimes. You just yeah. feel so, so good afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Happy. Yeah. You feel like you're really happy. You're laughing. Things that, um, things that maybe you wouldn't normally find funny. <laughs> you might get a, a bit of a giggle out yeah. of. Yeah. Um, I do like that though. Like it's so true. You sometimes do see people up and about. Yeah. But even yeah. like listening to a podcast, say when I'm running and it's like, they'll, they'll say something and normally I wouldn't laugh. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a bit of a joke. Yeah. Like one time I was listening to this audio book and I pissed myself laughing like halfway through my run. Mm-hmm. thinking then like looking back on it, I'm like, people are going to be like, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. just look at me, they're running and like, this guy's just laughing at himself. Like <laughs> he's a bit special. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like those endorphins as well as those neurotransmitters, right? Everyone's heard of the word endorphins Mm -hmm. and and those are changes that are occurring, chemicals that are are being produced or being increased in the brain that's resulting in those, you know, we'll running on the road and laughing at, you know, something that other people would look at you like, oh, what's going on there? So that's what's going on. And then like the other thing that I think is really, is, is really important to mention is like your body temperature increases as you exercise Mm -hmm. and that, causes those chemical reactions in the brain but also think about the tension that is experienced in our muscles and in our body in general after your exercise that that there's this muscle relaxation and that tension like tends to reduce and the very essence of being anxious or being stressed is to hold tension and be really tense so there's there's that effect from exercise too yeah on on a on a physical level on on that biophysical level Mm -hmm. for sure and you know um, then there's the aspects of sleep as well that I mean that's probably more of the uh, of the benefits yep. it's going to improve sleep um, but those are some of the reasons why it might be improving sleep 
Yeah. Yep. Someone who sits down for eight hours a day is super tense. You know, mm-hmm. their body is just screaming to move and, 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 and be used. Um, yeah. But what about on the flip side of that when we aren't exercising, we aren't moving as much? Yeah. Because I find it's, it, when we, uh, you know, reduce the amount we are exercising and we are moving over a longer period of time, it becomes much harder and harder to actually get ourselves moving again. Mm-hmm. Is, is that basically the flip side of that is happening in our body and we aren't mm. getting enough of that dopamine hit in a sense? And, mm. um, or, you know, we aren't experiencing the things that we should be. So you mean like if you aren't doing as much well say say in a sense when when we are exercising and we are moving and we are all those good things are happening mm-hmm. like you said biophysically we are almost becoming addicted to those things mm-hmm. we 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 know what that we know what happens after we go our for that likes it. yeah our yeah. brain starts to like it what about when we aren't doing those things and, mm-hmm. and we find it really hard to get back into it what's what's happening there or what's yeah. what's making it difficult for us to you know yeah not get back into exercise and moving yeah it's an interesting question like Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you think about it, it kind of relates back to what we were talking about before. Like, I reckon a lot of that is on a behavioral level um, in terms of, you know, what choices are you making in the day? Because, like, we don't want to say that, hey, you know, the the positive, um, you know, reactions that you get in the brain are the Mm. only reason why you're exercising. Obviously, Mm. there's lots of other reasons too. Um, But maybe that comes down to more of a behavior. So, like, why why are you not going to the gym as much or why are you not moving as much like what else is going on there like i think there's lots of things that someone would need to understand in their own life yeah to then figure out okay how do i get back to that that kind of level that i was where at where i, I, I want to yep. be and it needs to be a step-by-step approach yeah, yeah. yeah. read something interesting actually about that the other day it was um basically saying about habits and how it's easy for someone lazy to say they don't go to the gym. Mm. I mean, you know, have your own definition of lazy, but <laughs> same mine is that you don't go to the gym and you don't do any physical exercise and yeah. you just sit on the couch and play video games, right? Yeah. Um, they're saying it's very easy for that person to go and sit on the couch and play video games, whether for, say, us three, if you had to go sit on the couch for, say, four hours and play video games, mm. you probably couldn't do it because mm, you'd start stuff. to get restless. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. they're saying that it's, it's almost easier it's easy for people to do things that they're accustomed to if Mm. you know what i mean so like if you go to the gym and you're exercising Mm. a lot it's hard for you to stop the gym yeah i think Mm -hmm. in a sense though as well because when we talk about habits we always talk about creating positive habits and and maintaining them Mm -hmm. but i think people forget that it is just as easy to create negative habits as well and just like positive habits it can be just as easy to maintain our negative habits so um, it can be almost really hard to remove those negative habits and replace them with positive mm. ones. So um, you might start to notice, like you said, like there, there might be other things going on and that might be something you might have this negative habit, habit which you've implemented, which starts to reoccur yeah. that you might need to change or whatnot. Yeah. And like your example there, Will, you know, dopamine is not just released by exercise. Yeah, like exactly. playing yeah. video games releases neurotransmitters. Yeah. Yeah. And we get addicted to mm-hmm. those types of things. And think about even like, energy expenditure of how much easier it is for our body to just sit down relax watch a movie yeah. play our body video always game. sort of wants to do the least yeah. amount possible yeah. to a degree it wants to preserve the path energy. of least resistance yeah, absolutely um and i think you made a point before which i thought was interesting in terms of like you know some days it's, it's just about getting to the gym and enjoyment and 100 percent. but i also think some days it's about dropping the struggle that you need to always be enjoying what you're doing and sometimes there is 
just a matter of hey this is one of those things that it's a non-negotiable mm. i've made this time for myself as part of my self-care yep, it, yep. it contributes to my life in a lot of ways and i do this thing for me you know so mm -hmm. yeah. even because like man how many times do you not feel like going to the 98 percent of the time like yeah, yeah. and I know, yeah. like joe rogan has a point that he made he said if i um Every time if I w like wanted to go to the gym, oh no, I can't exactly record what it was, but it was something along the lines of I'd be super overweight if, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Every time. You I, listen to yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct, yeah. yeah. All about that delayed gratification yeah. kind of thing though, you yeah. know, well, like you, you suck it up early so you talk can. Talk about that on another podcast, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not go on too much of a tangent, but I think that kind of wraps in with like yeah. the whole exercise yeah. thing. Like yeah. when you're exercising, I'm not thinking when I'm running, you know, mm. this is sick. Like I no, love no. this, you know, Sometimes so when you not, get back, yeah. you're like, oh, this is like, that was good. Like I needed that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oh, I just wanted to touch on a point. I just think it's also, you know, we're talking about the gym and stuff, but mm -hmm. different amounts of exercise for different people. Mm. You know, read uh, it was a scale in a book, and like the scale was very, uh, very hippie like. Mm -hmm. But um, it was basically saying, you know, for one person, just getting out of bed in the morning, that could be enough exercise for him. Like that could be like a good day. Mm -hmm. And then you know, drinking a glass of water could be the next step. You know, yeah. going and you know, flushing your bowels out. Like that's <laughs> the next. Like you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, big yeah, steps yeah. for some people. For sure. I think it's just easy for us to get into the mindset of, you know, you got to get to the gym because mm. like that's, that's what mm -hmm. we're, we're almost like at the, the this is going to sound very arrogant, but we're almost at like the top of the, the fitness, you know, hierarchical yeah. chain though. Like yeah, yeah. get people to go run a triathlon or, you know, do a triathlon. Yeah. Not many people are going to do it, mm. you know, like mm -hmm. bodybuilding shows, not many people are going to do mm. it. But I think, you know, just for the general pop, like they got to understand that it's okay. Just some days, you know, you just yeah. get yeah. out and, yeah, yeah just to get out and just do something yeah, just doing you know? something little is actually yeah. a lot yeah a point along that hey is like sometimes people think about exercise and automatically they're like their brain just goes off like oh effort hard yeah sweat mm -hmm. well yeah. i heard i heard a good quote the other day sorry to interrupt but it was i don't even know if i mentioned this on last week's podcast or not but it was um often when we are procrastinating or putting things off or you know like that whole mm -hmm. how often do you want to go to the gym usually you're like oh i can't be bothered mm -hmm. it's we're not procrastinating to do the thing we're procrastinating um that we know what we're we're going to experience is going to cause some discomfort yeah so generally when you're putting off exercise you know it's going to hurt a little bit mm -hmm. or when you're putting off you know writing your essay for uni it's because yeah. you know you don't want to do it it's going to suck and yeah. you're learning about something you don't enjoy so mm -hmm. we're, we're putting it off because we're because of the known um, discomfort we're going to be receiving. Yeah. Even though we know after we exercise, we're going to feel great. Mm -hmm. The reason we aren't doing it necessarily is because of that known discomfort, which is going to come from it. Mm -hmm. So it, it's that, it's that fine line and that battle between the discomfort that we're going to have, but also the, the mm. joy afterwards mm. you know when you submit that essay you're gonna feel so good and relieved yeah. and almost just like why can't i just do it now like, yeah. why can't i just get it done yeah getting so. that like building that resilience to just run towards the the fear and the discomfort well rather i than, think you know, and eventually when you start to do those things and you know all those let's keep it exercise related like all those workouts where you can't be bothered doing them and you end up doing them mm -hmm. it does build up that tolerance to the next time you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered, you just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And you do. It just becomes slightly easier. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be things which block that path. But yeah, eventually over time, you just do start to build that resilience, like you said. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I like it. That's why, like, you know, 
there is those days where you're really going to enjoy it, you're really going to love it. It's going to be also contributing to your goal. But then there's those other days where it might be more of a chore, it might be more difficult, but you can use the flexibility to decide, oh, today, because I'm really feeling this way, and it's not an excuse to get out of the exercise, but it's me taking care of myself. I'm going to go for a walk instead. I'm going to go for a hike. Yeah. Or um, actually, today, I'm not going to do anything. Mm. I'm going to have a complete rest because I can feel that my body needs it, and, mm. and that's what's best for me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Easier said than done in some cases. For, for sure. sure, for sure. Yeah.